0: Welcome to the Maroon and White Audible featuring your host from maroonandwhitenation.com, Justin Strawn. Welcome to another episode of the Maroon and White Audible. I am your host, Justin Strawn from the fan sided site, Maroon White Nation.com. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We've got two shows for you today. First off, we are starting with the baseball team. Uh, They will start a series in Frisco, Texas this weekend with three different teams, not just one team. They're going to play Sam Houston State on Friday. They will play Texas Tech on Saturday, and they will finish the series off with Nebraska on Sunday. So we'll be taking a look at each of those programs and what it means for the Bulldogs. So we'll go ahead and jump right into that here in just a moment. Before we do any of that, let's go ahead and hear a word from our sponsor, Cherokee Valley. Hey guys, this is Justin Strong from marinawhitenation.com. If you're a golfer and you live in the Greater Memphis area, you're probably just like me looking for the best opportunity for you to spend your golfing time wisely. Well, why not look and check out Cherokee Valley Golf Course. My son and I golf there almost every single time we go out and it's a great course whether you're a skilled golfer looking for a challenge or if you're a beginner somewhat like me and just trying to learn how to play the game. My son and I have been playing there for years, and we would highly recommend it. They've done a great job of keeping the course maintained. It's a beautiful course, lots of wonderful practice facilities. No reason that you shouldn't be out there honing your game. So if you're in the Olive Branch area or in the greater Memphis area, give Cherokee Valley Golf Course a look And go ahead and tell them I sent you. That's Cherokee Valley Golf Course. You can call them at 662-893-4444. Or you can book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com. It's going to be kind of difficult to do a preview for the the series, uh, the Frisco Classic, mainly because doing a preview requires... Looking at all three teams, so I want to just kind of give you an overview of what we're looking at in terms of what Mississippi State is facing as they travel to Frisco, Texas. So let's take a look first and foremost at the weather that the Bulldogs are going to be facing when they travel down uh, to Texas this coming week. In general, it looks like the schedule is going to work out pretty well in terms of weather. The only real problem that Mississippi State might run into is the Saturday game against Texas Tech. There's looking like a 50% chance of thunderstorms during that game. So that's going to be the one that you're going to watch out in terms of weather. But for the most part, it should be pretty good weather. Uh, it's going to be mostly in the 50s, except for Sunday. It's going to be kind of cold that day when State takes on Nebraska. That might actually end up favoring Nebraska because, obviously, they're more... They're more accustomed to cold weather, and they probably have to play in cold weather a lot more often because of the fact that they are in Nebraska. So, uh, but in terms of the opponent, Sam Houston State Mississippi State takes them on today. As you're listening to this at three o'clock, they have got a. They've got they've had a good team in the past. Right now, they are currently five and two. I don't know. Who, I'm trying to look up their schedule real quick. Let me see if I can find that, and I will tell you who they've lost to. Record is pretty indicative of what you might expect. They've uh, got five wins. They're five and two. They beat Manhattan and Stetson uh, earlier in the year. Stetson, Stetson was actually, I think a, a regional host last year, if I'm not mistaken. But they're they're going to be on they're going to be on hard times this year, from what I understand. They're they're they lost quite a bit from that team that was pretty good last season. Lost to Virginia Tech, they swept Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. Now Louisiana is normally a pretty good team, but I don't know sure what they're going to be like this year. They they kind of fell off a little bit last year. They may continue be continuing that slide this year, and then they lost uh, to Texas on Tuesday, ten to three. So that's what they that's where they come in. I'm assuming that Mississippi State is going to win their game against Southeastern Louisiana, uh, so they should come with one loss. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I think they'll I think they're going to be okay. I'm having to record this before the game actually takes place, so if you're listening and wondering why I'm not commenting on that game, that would be why. But uh, Sam Houston State, they're like they—they're not necessarily always a pushover, but they're—they're they're a good team. They're a good solid team. Uh, they don't do any so far this year. They haven't done anything really particularly well. They're okay hitting the ball. They've—they uh, hit 261 on the year. They've got nine home runs, which is pretty good. Mississippi State, I think, has right about the same amount, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Let's see. They've got ten home runs. So, yeah, they've hit about the same amount of home runs as that Mississippi State has hit hit this year. And, uh, like I said, their runs, they've got 46 runs in seven games. So, they're scoring some runs, which is really good. Them, uh, but they just don't seem they don't seem to get a lot of hits at one time. Uh, the pitching wise, they're not that great. They got a 5.08 ERA right now. Their best starter is Hayden Woznieski. He has a 2.70 ERA. Uh, he has been by far the best pitcher that they have had. Their other two starters, Cody Wolf and Seth Ballou, they have struggled mightily. Uh, which one Mississippi State gets? I'm assuming that they're going to leave it the same. Maybe they try to hold Hayden Woznieski for whenever they play. Texas Tech, I don't know, but my guess is they're going to keep the same. That's kind of what I'm looking, wondering about what Mississippi State's going to do as well. Are they going to try to change up the pitching rotation? Are they going to try to get Ethan Small on against Texas Tech on Saturday, and do and save JT again either for get, start him Saturday or even start um, Keegan James on 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 Friday against Sam Houston State. So I, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know what Chris Lamonis' approach is going to be with this. I'll be interested to see how it works out for him and how he how he approaches it. Like like I said, as long as you're not facing off against Wesneski, Wasnes- you should be able to hit them pretty well because they don't do a really good job of much of anything. Now, their bullpen has been pretty decent, but their starters have struggled mightily. So... You should be able to beat Sam Houston State. You should be able to win that one relatively easily. Same thing can be said about Nebraska. Nebraska is not very good in terms of baseball. They, I mean, they're a Big Ten team. Big Ten teams typically just they just don't play very well. It's, there's a lot that goes against them, and Nebraska has a lot of the same issues. They're in a cold state. It's Baseball weather doesn't really get there until about May, and it makes it really difficult for them to have any type of a decent – Season they have struggled big time so far. They lost two out of three to UC Riverside. They lost their very first. They won the first game twenty-one six. I'm sorry, they won two of three against UC Riverside. They won twenty-one to six, lost ten to nine, and then won the fi- the series finale ten to six. Oh, they play, I'm sorry, they played four games against UC Riverside. Uh, then they play. Then they won the final game seven to one. So they won three of their first four. But then they've played in the Big Ten Pac-12 Challenge and things did not go so well because they played a four-game set against Oregon State and they ended up doing very, very poorly. Uh, Oregon State beat them eight to two, five to three, seventeen to one, and eight to three again, and that's where they are. Uh, so they're on a four-game losing streak. Now they played one bad team, one really good team, and it hasn't worked out so well for them. So which team? Which team is going to show up? Well, I don't know. Uh, my guess would be. The team that didn't do very well against the good team. Uh, Oregon State's a really good team. Mississippi State's a really good team, though. So I expect them to have similar results to what they had against Oregon State. They're hitting, they're, they hit the ball pretty well. Nebraska does. They hit the ball, they're hitting 283. They've got a slugging percentage of 333 and on base percentage of 369. So that's really good. But they don't have any home runs, they don't have a single solitary home run on the year. So, that tells me when they go up against good pitching, even against bad pitching. I mean, UC Riverside, I can't imagine they've got a ton of great pitching. They're just not going to hit the ball out of the ballpark. And I don't expect that to be the case this time around. They do an okay job of pitching, but not spectacularly. They're, once again, this is kind of the same thing it is with the same Houston State. They've got one good starter, Chad Lewinsman. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's got a 3.68 ERA. Uh, hitters are hitting 290 against him, though. Uh, but he's held... Um, He's held the opponents to 368 ERA. Nate Fisher and Reese Eddins, their other two, I guess, their other two normal starters. Maybe, mm-hmm. uh, possibly Colby Gomes. I'm not sure which one is their normal Sunday starter, but they both have all three of them have 675 ERAs or higher. Colby Gomes has an 844 ERA. So this is a team that you need to be able to beat. Once again, they don't they hit the ball pretty well in terms of average, but they're not a power threat. Uh, they've, like I said, they don't have any home runs. They've got 15 doubles on the year, so they're averaging about two doubles a game. And that's it. That's it in terms of their their, their hitting. They're going to have to beat you with with singles and getting on base because that's that's about all they've got. So you need to be able to win at least those two games. And that sets up for the marquee matchup on Saturday, which is Texas Tech against Mississippi State. That's the game that is going to be the one that everybody wants to watch. That's going to be the one that everybody's coming to see. And Texas Tech is really good. Now, here's the thing. Texas Tech is going to try to mash Mississippi State to death. That's going to be their that's going to be their way of trying to get Mississippi State to beat Mississippi State on Saturdays, assuming they get that game in on Saturday. They want to hit the ball, they want to hit the ball hard, because they don't necessarily so far they have not pitched the ball. That well, they're not doing real good in terms of pick. Texas Tech is six and one on the season. They have lost. They lost the very first game to Oregon, nine to four. They've won every game ever since then. They beat Oregon in the second game, twelve to eleven. Then they've won the third game, six to four. And they were supposed to play a fourth game against Oregon. I'm assuming this was the big, big, big ten. I'm sorry. Big 12, Pac-12 challenge. If I had to, if I had to guess, that's it was part of that. Uh, but that got canceled due to weather issues. Then they swept Kentucky at home. Uh, they beat Kentucky seven to four in the first game, ten to seven. The second game, they scored, they had two innings in both of those games where they scored six runs to either take the lead or to put Kentucky away. And on Sunday, they just absolutely blew Kentucky out of the water, nineteen to four. And this past Week during the midweek on Tuesday, they beat New Mexico State seven to nothing. Now, that is for that's who they played. Like I said, they want to mash the ball. They want they're going to try to beat Mississippi State by just sitting one solid hitter up after another. They've only got nine home runs. That's the one. I mean, that's just the same amount that Mississippi State has going into their game against Southeastern Louisiana. They've got the same amount of home runs that Mississippi State does, but and they've only got fifteen doubles. They just get on base and they just continue to do so left and right, left and right. They just put one really good hitter after another. They've got a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight players that are currently hitting over 300. They've got a ninth hitting 292. Uh, the right now, the guy who's leading the way for them is Dylan Noose. He is hitting four oh seven with uh, two doubles, two triples, two home runs, 13 RBIs. He's got an eight fifty-two slugging percentage, so he's having a really solid season. He's the one that has really set the tone for the Red Raiders. Uh, so, like I said, he's the guy that you kind of got to watch. Now, Cody Masters is their second-leading hitter, but he's only, played, he's only started one game, so I'm not really counting him. Uh, but they've got they don't have an easy out in their lineup. And you're going to – if you're Mississippi State, you're going to have to find a way to get that lineup put down. Now, Mississippi State has the pitching that can do it. The question is, who's going to be doing it? Is it going to be Ethan Small? Is it going to be JT Ginn? That's what I was talking about earlier. What's Chris Lamones going to do with that lineup to try and make it where? Is it what's he going to do with that pitching rotation to try to offset just how good of an offense that Texas Tech has? Because you can probably – put some runs on this team. They they're a decent pitching team, but they're not a great pitching team. They they got a four forty three ERA, which is not spectacular. There's three starters, uh, Mason Montgomery, Bryce Bonin, and uh, C. Killian, it doesn't have a first name for me, I just don't who that was. Uh, none of them, they all have ERAs of five or higher. Uh, now their bullpen has been pretty good, and they've kind of relied on it a good bit, but their starters you can get to, and you, if, if you're Mississippi State, that lineup needs to get going early against these guys and take advantage of the fact they haven't had just the best outings from their starters. Look, realistically, if you're Mississippi State, you've got to come out with at least two wins. If you don't lose to, if you lose to Texas Tech, Texas Tech is a third-ranked team according to DivisionOneBaseball.com. They're ranked in pretty much every single poll that's out there. If you lose to them, it's not that big of a deal. It's a big deal, though, if you lose to them and you lose to Nebraska or you lose to Sam Houston State as well. Those are two games you need to be able to win. You're better than those two teams, and you need to be able to win those two games. Losing to Texas Tech wouldn't be that big of a deal, but if you get the win, and I think you can, because I don't... I, I, look, normally this time of the year, pitching is going to be ahead of hitting. And I think Mississippi State's good enough pitching that they can do something to shut this this lineup down. So it wouldn't be it wouldn't shock me if Mississippi State goes down to Frisco, Texas this weekend and gets three games. It would not surprise me in the least. But I'm not going to expect it. Uh, Texas Tech is a really good team. I'm going I think Mississippi State's going to win two. Uh, I think they beat Nebraska. I think they beat Sam Houston State. I don't know that they can beat Texas Tech at this point. But I think let me rephrase that. They can beat Texas Tech. but I just don't know that they will at this point. So we'll see how they do with that. Um, but it wouldn't shock me in the least if Mississippi State were able to pull off an upset and go get, go to Frisco, Texas this weekend and get three wins. If they do so, you, the Bulldogs are looking really good at this point. Uh, they're, I mean, they're already looking good. So, I mean, there's, there's nothing – there's no doubt about that. Uh, they're already looking good. But they could be looking really pretty if they end up getting – three wins this weekend. Uh, having a win over Texas Tech on a neutral field, that would be a nice little feather in your cap. And let's be honest, it's not really going to be a, a neutral field. I don't know where Frisco, Texas is in terms of where it's located to in relation to Texas Tech, but I'm guessing Texas Tech is a lot closer to Frisco, Texas than Mississippi State is. So it uh, should be a good series. should be fun to watch. Uh, if you're not sure what schedule is, uh, I can give it to you right now. Uh Mississippi State will play Sam Houston State at 3 o'clock today. As you're listening to this on Saturday, assuming the weather will cooperate, they are the second game. They're scheduled for six, but if the Nebraska-Sam Houston State game goes long, expect that one to uh, go Later is the to start later uh, then on Sunday. They are the early game at 11 a.m uh, TV time the only thing that is listed is flow live. I have no idea what flow live is uh, So if you want to try to google that it's f-l-o-l-i-v-e Like I said, if you want to try to google that and find out what it is Then you're more than welcome to do so, but that's about the only thing that I see in terms of being able to watch it so uh like like I said, I think Mr State needs to get a they need to get two wins this weekend. If they can get three that'd be great. Uh but we'll see how they do and we'll recap it on Monday or Tuesday of next week when we come back. So appreciate you guys tuning in and as always until next time, will State.